Grand Rising, everybody. Natalie coming to you live. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Mm-hmm. So yum. Okay. So let's go on. We are reading in the Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Dennis William Hawk. Um, and so um, going on to the Hermes and, and what the different mythologies talk about in terms of like what gods that they um, sort of look to or how things derived, okay? Because everything is grounded in mythology um, when we go back. And so understanding myth is critical to understanding where we are in the world, how it has shaped the way that we see the world, how things have arose. Um, and it's literally the storyline that we're playing out today. So understanding what is the storyline, what are we living in, what is the storyline that we get to, you know, it, our own self get to start um, transitioning into to support and to find refuge, right, and protection where, and safety, right? So Maya, um, we had talked about, is the one thing of physical, uh, the solar disk material expression. Some uh, researchers believe that Akhenaten went as far as appended the, a phrase summarizing his view of Aunt in the original tablet. The additional rubric refers to the perfect, perfectly, the emerald tablet explains the operations of the sun. And several scholars have noted that in history of the world, only Akhenaten did the impersonal operations of the sun take on such a profound religious and cultural significance. In fact, few translators of the tablet deliberately omitted this last rubric because they felt it did not fit with the tablet's style and was added sometime after the original document was composed. So he went in and he added his stuff. Now, if we start to look at um, how we have started to talk about our storyline, right? The sun is such a huge piece of, of our story. Um, the sun rises, the sun goes down. We mark it in a calendar. It's the reason we calculate time. We um, also use the moon, right, and stuff like that to, to sort of look at how, how do we calculate the time? How do we construct time? How do we understand time in this three-dimensional time space? Well, we've been using the stars, the sun, the moon, all that stuff. So no one denies Akhenaten was a gifted writer. His hymns to the Aten is considered one of the most uh, best pieces of Egyptian lyric poetry ever discovered. Numerous scholars have noted its similarity um, in spirit to the Emerald Tablet, as in Psalms 104 in the Bible, a few of Akhenaten's lines reveal his passionate monotheism, how mainfold it is, what is you have made yet he hidden from the face of man, O oh, one God, like whom there is no other. You created the world according to your desire while you were alone. All men, cattle, and wild beasts, whatever is on earth going on its feet, and what is on high flying with its wings. The principle of the living in truth uh, permeated every level of Egyptian society under Akhenaten. Most noticeable was a sudden change in the in the stiff and lifelessness style of the dominated Egyptian art for centuries. So for the first time, Egyptians' reliefs and paintings portrayed natural objects such as plants and animals. So if we started to look at Egyptian society when Akhenaten was under rule, um, you know, they started to draw the individual's 
as they were. So if we went back even further, you would see that the gods were depicted with heads of alligators and heads of um, Nubis and, and, um, and Ibis, I mean, and different animals. And they were like hybrids of animal and human. Akhenaten said, we're going to draw, you know, people. We're going to draw what we look like. Well, some people even say that Akhenaten looked like an alien, right? Like he had elongated head, his body wasn't normal, his hands, all that kind of stuff. So there's all these theories about who Akhenaten was. And you can go back and read the storylines. They think uh, from the ancient alien theory, right? They believe he was an alien that came down to give us wisdom about how to do things in the world. Um, and that he gave us the understanding of the one God and the one thing. So go back into history. It's really important that we do this in spiritual alchemy because alchemy derived from these these places are the first Hermes are Thoth and Thoth being another Hermes and Akhenaten being another Hermes and coming along to give us this sacred teachings and sacred wisdom. Okay. And leaving it behind. So the Egyptian relief paintings portray natural objects and plants. Uh, Akhenaten's kissing his wife or bouncing his daughter on his knee. In another striking break with tradition, Akhenaten ordered abandonment of the old capital of Thebes and build a new capital city. Um, Akhenaten, horizon of the Aten. On the desolate stretches of long along the east bank of the Nile. Scandalously, villains of the city 6,000 were constructed uh, separated quarters for men and women, and women in particular retreated with more respect there. Akhenaten's court was one of the most open ever. His advisors were many different nationalities, including Canaanites, Messianites, and Philistines. Sorry, I'm saying all those wrongs. Yet for the disfranchised patriarchal priests, Akhenaten might as well have been from another planet. So here we go. We're talking about the Akhenaten. Hey, Radio Projects. Hey, Hein. Akhenaten being from another planet because they think that Akhenaten looked different, but he started to open up um, the ideas and beliefs of the people. This is where the storyline starts to take shape in a different direction. So we cannot understand the storyline we're in unless we go back and understand the story that was created. How do we know where we are? Why are we in this real big distortion of a cluster f in this world right now why are we seeing this weird convoluted storyline playing out well it's because there were several things that happened throughout history that started to shape the way the storyline and the way that we see it today you see, so people didn't want these sacred teachings to come out. And I've said it over and over again. That's why it's called esoteric wisdom, because it's been hidden, hidden away from the masses purposefully. Why? Well, because people misuse use it. But here's the deal. It's in the hands of people who've misused it. And they don't want people to start to untangle the shit that they've created. They don't want that to happen. They're like, nah, let's keep them stupid. Let's keep them ignorant. Let's keep them in the dark. Well, guess what? You're not. You're not in the dark. And here's the deal. Even if, like, for instance, Facebook went out right the other day. And again, um, people will talk about conspiracies. Well, why do you think it happened? This and that. We know why it happened. People know why it happened. 
and people freak out. What would you do without Facebook? What would you do without Instagram? What would you do with technology? Not just that, but any of the platforms. Because people say, well, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. Well, you might be on TikTok or you might be whatever your technology junkiness is, right? We all have it, right? We all have an addiction to technology. So whatever it is for you, imagine it's taken away. Okay, just disconnected. Imagine the web. Imagine our phones. Everything in technology just wiped, done. What would people do? Would they freak out? Yeah, some people would. Why? Because they wouldn't even know what to do with their time. Here's the deal. Go read. Because reading is a lost art that we do. We don't read. People don't read. And here's the deal. The sacred wisdom can never be hidden forever. Because it is part of who we are. So it's not like, um, oh my God, you know, I'm not going to ever figure out who I am or what I need to do or my divine purpose or do what I was meant to do. That's not going to happen because the, the truth is the truth and it can't be taken away. They can distort it. They can twist the storylines. They can do all these weird acrobatic mind sorcery tricks, but that doesn't mean that the wisdom's taken away. They just fragment it. You see, they take it and they, they fragment it and they misdirect individuals, which is what I've told you before. And they use these storylines and plots so that people don't understand what's really happening. Okay. So it's like this. Um, I'll go with what Radio Projects did because I haven't, um, I don't know if you've, if you've done it again with game theory, right? They've created a game. And they're hoping that we're playing it the way they want us to. See? And they're like, okay, we'll give you $200 to go to the next phase. If you, pa if you take these five steps, then we will give you the reward. Okay, that's a game. And they're playing it with everybody. If you do what I tell you, um, you'll. that's like the roll of the dice, right? Okay, you get to move six steps. And at six steps, guess what? You get... I don't know, $200. But if you don't take those six steps, well, then you lose. It's a game. We're just in a game. And it's a game that's been constructed. How we play the game, well, you know what? We don't even have to play the game. Right? We can figure out how to create a whole new one. <laughs> a whole new storyline that has nothing to do with games and creates a win-win situation for everybody involved. But right now we're in a win-lose, win-lose game, okay? Who wins, who loses? Well, right now, if we looked at the populations, everybody except a few are winning, right? Because um, if we looked at it from statistics, right, from the game that they play, I'm not talking about in life in general. Let me just make that disclaimer because I know someone's going to say, no, we're winning. Yes, you are. If you're transcending the game, if you're looking at it and saying, I'm not, I don't need to play this game. There's another game that I can play. I can create my own reality. But right now we're in the reality of those who have created this weird, convoluted, distorted game that we're playing, which is a win-lose game. And very few win and the others lose. And it's designed that way. There's no way that you can win at their game. They've created it. See? And why would you want to? I don't want to win in a win-lose game. Like I have to what? I have to make others suffer so that I can what? Win? 
no, not my type of game, not what I'm going to play. I play a win-win game where everybody wins because there's enough for everybody because we have an abundance of everything here. Let me tell you what, I went hiking the other day, right? And they're like, well, there's food shortages. Okay, there could be if we continue to consume, but if we allowed the world to exist the way it should, there would be a, an abundance of food. Why? Because that is designed. It was designed that way. And as I was walking, you know, hiking, there was tons of food. I told my nephew, look, there's a cactus right there. And on the cactus, there's this beautiful fruit that um, arises from it that you can eat. You can eat it. So I picked it off and I said, we're going to go and eat. I was walking with my cousin the other day and there was an apple tree and I picked apples from the tree. Do you see? We have this abundance. The fractals that were created, the vibrational frequency that was created to nurture us is here. It's by design. That's the way it is. There's food to nurture us. We just don't see it, right? We're used to going to the grocery store and, and getting processed stuff rather than eating from the earth itself and picking our stuff, right? Well, you know, some people have gardens, they do that, but you can literally go outside and start to pick there's there's tons of weeds and stuff you can eat. There's different flowers and plants and everything that you can eat. And it may not be what you're used to, but you can eat it and you would survive. We just don't know how. They haven't given us that esoteric wisdom. They have not taught t these kids that part of the game where it's a win-win, right? No, they've created these <laughs> processed foods and said here this is the food you get to eat and all of that is processed crappy stuff that makes you sick it does it makes us sick so looking at it from that perspective so the game that we're playing whose game are we playing and the storyline when we understand it so we have Akhenaten who came and changed the storyline a bit and talked about the one god and the one thing um, so we'll just go into this. Yeah, for the disfranchised patriarchal priests, Akhenaten might as well have been from another planet. After just seven years of rule, Akhenaten and Nefertiti disappeared under mysterious circumstances, and it seems likely that their former priest of Amen um, did away with them. Akhenaten was well aware of the brewing unrest among the priests and might have been taken uh, the precaution of hiding the emerald tablet or passing it on to an enlightened individual outside of Egyptian court. Some scholars have suggested that the confidant was a man of God by the name of Moses. According to the Exodus, Moses fled to the land of the uh, Canaanites, which is what um, the subjects of Akhenaten were called. Okay. And in the open courts of time, it can be assumed that Moses would be conferred with Pharaoh many times on behalf of his people. In Moses's monotheism, Sigmund Freud suggests that uh, Moses, as a contemporary of Akhenaten, somehow appropriated the Pharaoh's ideas of the one supreme God brought the new religion to the Jews. So here's where people get a little upset, right? This is where... Um, religious people you know don't want to look into the storylines in the history but there is history there that came before and when we we think about Moses now Moses is one that has been showing up for me quite a bit um now Moses 
with his staff and, you know, breaking the chains of the individuals who were maybe slaves to a way of of living and existing. The storyline being we need to change the storyline in order to transcend, to heal, to return to God, to understand that we are all under um, people of God. Now, it's been, of course, bastardized. Good morning, Coffee House Podcast. Good morning, Linga. I don't know if I say good morning to you. Good morning, those on Facebook. That it's hard for individuals who um, typically follow religious beliefs because their storyline is their storyline. And anything outside their storyline could be considered a detriment to their belief system. Here's the deal. Under spiritual alchemy, we take all into consideration. It's not a right, wrong, good, or bad. It's not to tell people they're wrong for believing a certain way or what religious beliefs. No, there's a process under each religious dogma. That process literally is for, it starts out for the good of individuals to help them transcend the soul. The problem comes in when ego arises in those places and people take that wisdom and they hide it away. The real sacred teachings because they want to control so people are really the problem. <laughs> we are the issue here, people. So we get to heal, right? We are the ones who get to heal. We are the ones who get to open up our minds and remember who we are. Good morning, Bahram. If we don't, what ends up happening? <laughs> we end up living under a distorted roof, a distorted house. And that's what's happened. You know, we come in and we 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 want to be. So I was so I'm watching. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm watching this cool thing because one of the classes I'm taking this semester is um, myths, archetypal myth stories and archetypes, which is really cool. Because when we talk about myth, which is very relevant for what's going on in one of the videos, um, which um, I think you guys are going to find interesting, especially you. Um, uh, Bahram with your conspiracy stuff is they talk about the video and dreaming the pandemic dreaming there are dreamers of the world who log their dreams every night um, and they come together they even have whole conferences right where these people come and they talk about the imagery that they see in their dreams and they talk about all that and they 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 talk about it from the collective imagination where everybody is imagining these these pictures together, right, as, as a one thing. And so they come together and they, they couldn't do it during the pandemic, but they came up with this video and oh my God, if you were tapping into the collective unconscious of what we see happening today, if you were tapping into that as it was unfolding, the story is unfolding, right, for everything that's happening right now, it's really interesting because it showed um, the the corona, right, which is crown. And then it showed, and in the video, I will send it to you guys if you want it, for those who want it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, Linga. You're, we're on the same wavelength always, right? Um, where the the corona crown turns into the, the shadow mother. Well, it's kind of funny because I was talking to Balram about this, and here's the deal. When I started to do my own research in uh, when all this started to happen, I don't do it as other people research. I don't start going to videos and listening to other people. In fact, I don't listen to anybody. 
I just listen to myself and what God tells me. And I said, okay, where do I start? Well, the first thing I do, and Bahram, I know you're starting to do this, and I would suggest that Radio Projects and Linga and if ever Quad D and Hein, I don't know where you're at with that, um, is that um, the was a virus meant again. So, oh, I love that one, Corona equals crown. And what was it virus meant again? Oh, it was the dark crown. Because if you start to look at the etymology of the word, and that's what I'm getting to, is that what I do, the first thing that I do when I'm doing my research is I look at the etymology of a word. What is it they're trying to tell us? If we know, here's the deal, we're stuck. Okay, this is going to be a very long lecture because, oh my God, there's so much to unpack here. Logos. Okay, logos, right, are the depiction. They are how we communicate. They're the symbology. So when we understand words, when we understand how they're trying to describe the words, we start to unpack the storyline or the myth that's held behind those symbols. Symbols are, are super critical. They're the first thing we had to describe the, per, the perception of what we're seeing, right? So again, when we look at the, we looked at Corona or when I did that, right, it was the dark crown. And I said, oh, the dark crown. So what I do is I take that word and I start to look at myth. What myth do we have about the dark crown? What, what characters would arise within that particular storyline? And what came up is dispensationalism. And I told this to Bahram. So it's critical because I never knew about dispensationalism. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. Dispensationalism I'm going to tell you, but I would still look it up if I were you, is the, the scholars of the Bible, some scholars got together and wanted to put together a timeline about revelations and where we were in the timeline. They wanted to understand where we were in the timeline. And so they started to take these big events and put them into sort of like a timeline and you're going to see that the pictures and the charts and models you get from dispensationalism are literally um, their pictures. And, and what it shows is the dark crown. I was like, oh, well, there you go. They already knew this was coming. Of course, we already knew. They've already called it out. And it's the shadow. We're in the shadow, shadow mother we're going through the storyline of the shadow mother. Why is this important? Because when you understand where we are in the cosmic story, now you can work with it instead of against it. You don't have to be afraid. There's no fear in any of this unless you don't know where you're at. This is what they do. They keep us in the dark. Esoteric wisdom. They know where we're at. They understand where we're at in the storyline. In fact, they're probably the ones writing the storyline. Yes, they are. Okay. So when you know what they're scripting, you understand what you can script because you yourself, if you're doing the work, have the same pen that they do. See, your logos could be your magic, not to be in sorcery. Okay, not to use it for manipulation, but to use it for transcendence and healing, the healing of your life, the healing of your people, the healing of all humanity. Well, they don't want that. You think they want that? I don't know. They don't want that. No, let's keep them in the dark. Let's keep them under fear. Let's tell them that they don't have a choice. Okay, so they pull the wool over your eyes and they keep you in the dark. 
So looking up the etymologies and logo, okay? Um, so I am getting mandated to get jabbed for work. No work. I can't feed my family. I can't work out how to get behind the matrix. Ah, got it, Linga. So great. Uh, first of all, thank you for bringing that up. Um, secondly, um, we can have a discussion on the side. I don't, here's the deal, coercion into something is um, really a manipulation of natural law and a bending of natural law. And there are huge consequences when you start to um, do this, when the storyline starts to bend this way. Um, what will happen is that when people um, don't decide to work and the people that do decide to work is that they're playing a very, um, the game is getting so distorted and the people are buying into it. If we had more people that were awake and not buying into the storyline this way and understood that we're being, that they're feeding fear into us and making us feel like if we don't do this, that we cannot live, right? Um, they're using that. So people that are not prepared are going to feel like they have to, and they're going to feel coerced into something. That is taking away your right to choose, okay? Right? So uh, see, the people know that this stuff and hide it from us using sorcery. Do you think that they practice this or they have chosen a dark path? Um, that's an interesting question. Um I believe it's both. Um, so I think in masonry, what happens, um, and this is what I believe to happen, not sure it does. Everybody has a choice on this earth. Every person. See, we have a choice. You Even though, Linga, you feel like you don't have a choice, you do have a choice. You do have a choice not to take it, and you do have a choice to um, say no. But there's consequences to saying no, right? So they're like, well, then we're going to take this away, right? So they're still saying, yeah, you have choice. They still act as though it's a choice, right? But they've put us under their, their thumb for so long, slowly, like frogs cooking in a pot, that as we cook in a pot, right, as we cook and we start to say, oh, I'm consenting to this because there's a fear there. That's not true consent. So I would say that the sorcery, right, right, when we talk about it, we hide from sorcery, what do you think they practice? I think what happens is as you get, um, as you get initiated into the arts, there's two ways to go. And you're asked, okay, which way? There's the light and there's the dark. And you can take either one. And it's a choice. So they're choosing it. It's a choice. See? Always a choice. Always a choice. Here in this three-dimensional time space, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. No need to fear. Here's the deal. If you understand how to utilize this work, you'll understand that surrender is a big part of it. That tower events happen. That you have to let go of some comforts. That's the thing. It's not easy. It's not an easy answer, um, Linga, to say, hey, just don't do it. That's your choice. There's no way that I can sit here and tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Because, again, that would put me under sorcery. I'm not a sorcerer. 
I'm just not. I'm a magician. I'm a light worker. And everybody gets the opportunity to choose what they want. Would they choose to get the shot? Okay. They choose to not get the shot? Okay. I'm not here to judge or tell you what to do with your life, right? You're all fucked. Oh, excuse my language. I didn't mean to say that. We are all. Uh, no, not necessarily. See, here's the deal. <laughs> We're not. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's what they want you to believe. That's the that's the storyline they want you to play out. No, it's okay. I said it. I ended up saying the, the bad word, so I apologize. Beep. <laughs> Beep. We're all beeped. No, we're not. But it takes work. You're having a bad day. Oh, I'm sorry, Linga. I know. I get it. I totally understand how you could have a bad day, and that's why we're here. You see, we have... Um, we have... A, a unity of individuals here on this podcast. It may be four or five people, whatever it is, but here's the deal. The people that are here, the people that are, are tuning in, we're here because we understand that there's something greater than, than this. We can transcend the conspiracy theories. We can overcome these conspiracy theories and start to ask how we shape a new world. That's what's important. How do we do that? Those are the questions, right? There are exemptions for a reason. It's a great uh, get out of jail free, free card. Yes. Okay. So yes, Byram, you're on the right right track. And so Linga, again, if you need support, I'm here. Um, so we can we can discuss that for sure and support you through that. Um, so I know that this is very um, touchy topic, right? Not in Australia. Yeah, I know. Okay, so we're going to look at this, Linga, and perhaps um, let's go back to the myth. Let's let's do that. I'll check in with you all later. Okay, Linga, are you heading out? Let's see what Linga says. I got to go to sleep. Okay, you know what, Linga, rest well. When you're done resting, I want you to reach out to me so that we can um, talk about how to support you through the process. What needs to happen? What gets to happen? So that you can choose powerfully, okay? Whether you choose to or not to, okay? That you choose powerfully. That's, that's the point. That at the end of the day, it's not about right, wrong, good, or bad. It's about choosing powerfully. Like, I know I'm choosing this and this is why. And I choose it. Not, I'm feeling forced into it, right? We all have a choice and we shouldn't be pressured um, to feel like we have to do something, Okay. But that's the storyline they're playing out. And so we talk about the esoteric wisdom. When we go to myth and mythology, we start to look at what's going on with it. What's happened is there's been a disconnection. And I love the way that one of my professors writes um, about myth and story. And he talks about the shards and the pieces of a pot that have been um, shattered. And I like the way that he talks about it from the native perspective where he says they take the shards and they take the pottery and they grind it down to make something new rather than trying to take the pieces and re-put the same pot back together okay so we're grinding it and we're looking at it and we're saying how do we reshape and remold what we have here that is alchemy taking the good the bad the ugly and the everything and reshaping it into a reality that's beautiful Right. Because right now, a lot of people aren't seeing the beauty. They're they're feeling pressure. They're feeling 
pain, they're feeling the suffering, the, 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 the deep pressure, which is not a bad thing either, because we can't be diamonds without pressure. We need the pressure. It's, it's a good thing. It helps us question where we are. Here's what's happened with logos, okay? I want to get to this. This is a really important part of it. As I talked about logos, right, being the, the key or the operative thing within the storyline that they create, their sorcery is done in logos. Their sorcery is done in, in logos, which then becomes logic, which then becomes science. The greatest thing that they're missing and this is the part that they don't account for. And this is the part that tricks them up. This is where the trickery comes in. This is where where the uh, trickster comes in, the, the archetypal trickster, right? The coyote and the, what is it? I don't know. Here in the Southwest, they use the coyote as the trickster. The trickster energy shows up, okay? The trickster energy flips it on its head. They don't account for it. They can't account for it. You know why? Because they're so scientific. They have no imagination. The storylines will get played out exactly. If you follow the storylines, I know, Bahram, the other day you were talking about, you know, uh, prophecy, whatnot. It's not prophecy. And I've told, told this to my listeners many years ago and today. It's not prophecy. It's a storyline. And the storyline's getting played out and they're telling us what the story is. And so it's very easy if you follow the patterns to see what's getting played out. It's, it's, it's right in front of us. Okay. So in front of us, we see the storyline that's getting played out. Now here's the deal. Their storyline and here's the big trick and here's the big, whoa, maybe it'll blow your minds. Is their storylines played out in logos? That's it. They, they're using scientific left brain. They forgot about the right brain. Guess what the right brain does? It's not logos. The right brain is creativity. It's the myth. It's the ability to create new storylines. It's the ability to awaken to the imaginal realm, the collective unconscious, the bigger piece of us that they're accounting for. We're so fragmented and far away from our imaginary mind right? That we need both. We need both in the storyline. They don't operate in that. They operate in science. They operate in the logos. So really, we're, why are we going to fight them through logos? Your imagination, your own personal mythology that I've talked about, knowing who you are, tapping into who you are and understanding your myth story, understanding where your macrocosm is, where your stellar body is, will start to shape a new reality. It's going to take imagination, creativity. It's going to take more than just us few on here waking up and starting to write the new storyline. But if we don't do that, we're stuck to their logos. We're stuck to their sorcery, to their, their manipulation. We're using their words. We're using their way of thinking. Their way of thinking is not going to untangle the mess, mess that we're in. This world will continue to be distorted we're stuck in the logical 
So people will say, well, use logic. Well, maybe logic's not what's needed right now. Okay. Maybe there's a trickster waiting to come and turn everything on its head. Now, here's the deal. Some people don't like Trump. They don't like him. And here's the deal. And I'm going to go back a little bit to the past. And you guys can watch the videos or whatever. When I knew he was going to be elected, right? It's like kind of like Bahram. You're like, I know what's going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Why? Because it's a storyline. He's just another cog in the wheel. It's a machine in their mind. See, the machine, the mechanistic worldview is based on science. It doesn't have, it doesn't honor the emotional, the creative at all. It's we're a machine and we're just a cog in the wheel. Well, that's what he played out. And I said, yeah, I'm glad he's going to be president. Not be, you know why? Because I already know what's going to happen. He's going to turn everything upside down. He was the trickster that showed up and people hated him for it. But what happened? People started to open up their eyes. He did things that they didn't expect him, right? It's like, wait, what? What's going on? Whoa, he's going off the wall. We don't know how to handle him because they didn't account for him to be there. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take us being creative. He tricked a lot of individuals. I mean, he's a trickster. You can't trust the guy. He's a trickster. It's what his, his, his character is. He's a trickster. You know, you want to trust the trickster, but then boom, he tricks you and does something you don't even think he was going to do. Okay, this gets played out in movies even. Go look at movies and the trickster in the movies. Like the Mad Hatter. You never know what the hell he's going to do. You love him. He's great. <laughs> he, 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 uh, he says things that make sense, but he flips everything on his head and you're like, wait, do I trust the guy or do I not trust the guy? Is he telling me the truth or is he not telling me the truth? I don't know, but he's doing shit that nobody else is doing. And he's causing a whole bunch of havoc. <laughs> and I laughed and people didn't think it was funny, but I laughed because I understand we're playing out a story. And he was part of that storyline. I didn't have to get involved with his life. I didn't have to get into politics. I didn't have to get into all of that. Just look at him and say, okay, who is he and what is his character? Oh, that's what he's here to do. He shed light where there was darkness. I said, you know why I like him? Because he's going to talk about disconnection and separating. And guess what that's going to do? The polar opposite. Unity is going to happen. And guess what? It happened. Was it prophecy? No. See, it wasn't prophecy. It was just an ability to see the storyline play out. Understand esoteric wisdom. Understand the hidden wisdom of polarities. We are in a world of polarities right now. Right? Where it's dark and light. It's us, them. So... If we talk about separation on a bigger scale, then everybody's going to come together in unity because the other, the pendulum has to swing the other way. We had women gathering together and marching because he was talking all kinds of crap about women. And I don't know what he was doing. Okay. I don't really follow the guy. I just knew that he was going to cause a whole bunch of havoc. And I was excited because it made people start to look and say, oh God, what, what's really going on? Things were starting to be unveiled. The veil was starting to come up. See, the storyline's playing out, okay? Yes, we all need to learn and look at every side to see the solution. Most disagreements, so simple, it's always dismissed until, yeah. Solution that everyone ignores becomes the last option that saves the day. 
Yeah, instead of just getting there first. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we work together. So here's the big deal. Like you individuals who continue to follow, listen, you guys know, you understand, and you're you're trying to figure out, well, how do I how do I bend this storyline? How do I shift the storyline? Guess what? Even if it was just us that are on here now and we worked together, we could make we could move mountains. Okay. We could, we could recreate the storyline. But that would mean sacrificing and letting go of, see, old storylines, which is hard where Linga's at, right? Linga's in a place where he's like, do I hold on to the old storyline where they're forcing me or do I create a new one for myself? Scary. Because then we think what is going to happen? that we're gonna die, we're not gonna be able to feed our family, we're not gonna be the protector, we're not, see? The mindset, the mind starts to go and take over, the fear starts to come within us and they say, aha, gotcha. Simple, it's that simple. Instead of trusting the divine. Letting go and surrendering, hard. That's one of the hardest things to go through in this work. So there's a whole thing on surrendering and letting go. And one way that I say to do it, a couple of ways to practice and experience it is go jump out of a plane if you haven't done that. Or if you're like, yeah, that's nothing, go hang upside down and start to see world the world through um, a different lens. Also, you can look up the hanged man in the tarot deck. The hanged man in the tarot deck is, right? The hanged man in the tarot deck is surrender. Go look up tarot. Start reading into the tarot if you if you haven't already. The tarot gives us everything. It's part of the hermetic tradition. It's it's spiritual alchemy, and it's put into a storyline. Those storyline is there to help us, to show us where we are. When the coronavirus came, I, we were in a cosmic tower event, a huge tower event. Everybody felt the tower event. We have our own towers. We have our mini towers that happen. But guess what comes after the tower? The star, everything we ever desired. But guess what? We have to surrender to it. The hanged man is the biggest one for surrender. To let go of. To sacrifice that we have to do sometimes. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. This this road is not easy. That's why most people just say, well, you know what? I'll just live in the storyline I'm in. It's easier. They've already done it for me. They've already created it for me. It's already there. I don't have to do anything. I'm safe. But are you safe? Well, I don't know. You're safe if you follow what they want you to do in the game. Then you're safe. You can make base if you follow what they say. Again... They do have to, in the game, make those amendments that Bahram was talking about because that's what happens, is that they have to give themselves a way out. It's not because they want to get you out. It's because they have to have a way out of the game. So there's exceptions everywhere. And those amendments and exceptions are somewhere. They're hidden. They have to. And if not, they're taking away your choice. There's huge consequences for that. 
to just take away your choice. There, there are consequences and it does happen. So we've seen dictators come and people come and they've tried. People have tried to rule the world for their whole life and tried to have one government and it's never happened. It can't happen. It's not going to happen because there's a greater storyline that's being played out beyond our, our human mind. The one mind and the one thing. Where we talk about the Emerald Tablet and understanding that. There's a bigger cosmic story that's being played out. You could tap into that. Um, and you can start to understand your own myth and start to bend reality so that you are protected. Okay? How do you do that? Well, that's a lot of work, but it's worth it. So that they won't even be able to see or hear you. Not everybody can see or hear, right? the message and that's just the way life is and that's okay but it's not for everybody some people just want to live out their life in this storyline that's okay nothing wrong with that but at least my thing is at least knowing that they have a choice that those individuals have a choice that people have choice and they don't have to but they can if they want to so that's it <laughs> again it's that well what do you choose you know, with my nephew, same thing. He's like, I don't want to. I said, well, you don't have to. Don't ever let someone tell you that you have to do something. Even if you know who you are, think about the storyline of Jesus Christ, which was, I know who I am and I'm not going to bend who I am to serve you. To serve you. So what did they do? They crucified him. And you know what? He said, go ahead. Because this body my soul is permanent. It's, it, it, we're connected to something greater. So you know what? Go ahead. That's okay. I'm not afraid. Um, you guys don't really understand. And forgive them for they know not what they do. They're in the dark. They do not know that there are choices, that, that they have a choice. And that's okay. So he was willing to go all the way to be sacrificed, right? That's, I mean, and it does get that crazy at times. That's why some people went underground and they hid this wisdom away from them. You know, when we look at Da Vinci, he was, he was doing things in secrecy because they would have killed him. You know, this, this sacred, this spiritual alchemy is such a big buzzword more people are saying it and they're starting to freak out because that's the the emerald tablet the sacred teachings all of this stuff when you understand how to utilize it you get enough people to come together to really understand the teachings and the works of it um you start to change the storylines and guess what it's their story they want to keep their story going and if you even try to bend that storyline if you even try to do something to that storyline well then you become a target get enough people if i got enough people to understand understand this work if i had the masses on here just willing and ready to do it um yeah i'd be a target for sure because they don't want their storylines to be to be shaped they but they they're okay with see that's why i said conspiracy they're okay with conspiracy theorists because it keeps you in the logos it keeps you in their in their game when you start to transcend that game oh no don't let that happen we're losing all control they don't really have control <laughs> it's all an illusion
I don't have control of anything. But we give up our, our powers to them or to whoever. We give up our power. But you are powerful. I always say this at the end of the day. You are powerful. You are more powerful than you probably ever know. No one's ever told you the magnificence that you are. You don't even know your unlocked potential. I don't know my unlocked potential. We're just there trying to figure out what our full potential is. And once we understand the full magnitude of who we are and our potential and our greatest potential, um, and more people are doing that, yeah, they're not gonna, it's not gonna, they're not gonna like it very much. Look at Akhenaten. He had, it's going into, and I'm gonna close out this way. When you looked at Akhenaten in his story, he had the Emerald Tablets. He was speaking a whole new storyline he was changing the storyline he was he was untangling the patriarchy and the enslavement of souls and he was saying no that's not how it's supposed to work he was able he used his power to support the individuals into understanding their magnificence and he literally got killed see it's the same storyline you get to a certain point and you get in trouble <laughs> they don't they're like no we don't want you to to take down our structures moses went in and said let my people go you think that it was just easy for him you think that they were just like okay sure let's just do that for you sir no they didn't do that they said get out of here we're gonna kill you well then god said okay well no not so much jesus christ was going to change all of the systems in the storyline and guess what he got sacrificed they don't want us to change the storyline. That's it. End of the end of story. And it takes imagination to do that. It takes us tapping into the collective unconscious, our irrational mind, not rational, and starting to create and understand who we are. We're not going to fix this through their logos and their, it's not going to happen. People have to transcend that story. Okay. Get out of that storyline and start looking at your myth, your personal myth in your story. Okay. Or don't. It's up to you. I know what I'm doing. That's it. <laughs> so I can support you along the way. Please wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's starting to really impact people that I care about. Um, and I'm trying my hardest to radiate the energy of love and light and uh, free will um, under our ability to choose what it is that we choose to do with our vessel um and you know i can't do it alone so all of you people please let's just lock arms and figure it out okay please and thank you <laughs> okay well i just went on a tangent and we're going to continue um, the video. Uh, let's see. I will post the video on my Facebook. I don't know if people have Facebook. Um, I link. I'll send it to you via email. Um, but or or you can email me at spiritandbrew at gmail.com and I can send it to you when I have your email. So spirit and brew, oops, brew at gmail.com. You guys can email me, okay? All right, there you go. So have a beautiful day. Um, love and light and remember who you are. Remember we're in the shadow. Remember that 
after the shadow comes the star and we can do it together. So please don't feel like you have to be pressured into something. It's the last thing I want for individuals. <sighs> okay. Love you guys. Have a beautiful, magnificent, magical, mystical, marvelous, miraculous Monday. And um, I literally will. Oh, and thanks for for the a uh, shout out to Baram. Thank you. Uh, I didn't even say it on here. Sorry, I was going off on so preachy preachy. <laughs> but thank you for um, having me on your YouTube. Please go look at uh, Baram's information. He does conspiracy theory stuff, and I'm willing to do a whole segment on conspiracy theory. I'm down to talk about it for sure. It's fun for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't. But that's again not spirit and coffee. But um, down to talk about it and um, was a fun interview. I had such a great time on the show. Um, but you guys are such amazing people, beautiful people. And you guys are all here to really make a difference in the world. Don't forget that. Just let your heart drop into your heart and to your gut and know that, right? Your two other brains are telling you that you're here. Sometimes our ego brain gets takes over and, and gets afraid. But our heart and our mind are tummies know right yeah definitely down for doing it again sometime it was a great chat yes awesome so you guys have a great day um also if you guys want i still have room in um if you go to my website i'm doing a class today on time about al time of alchemy alchemy of time um and it's at spirit and coffee talk is my facebook um but i do have the zoom link if you guys are interested i'm going to keep doing more of these because time is a critical thing to understand to reshape your storyline if you don't understand it how can you actually utilize it so how do we work with it okay instead of against it okay so there you go love you guys have a great day i'll be doing that in about an hour and a half okay love you guys bye